You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 10th. There have been many iterations of the Caped Crusader over the years, but one of the bravest and boldest had Bruce Wayne as a side character. The acclaimed animated series Batman Beyond first hit the airwaves on this day in 1999. Batman Beyond picks up at the end of Bruce Wayne's career as the Bat, essentially showing his last day in the cowl, as an aged Bruce realizes he can't quite hack it anymore. He retires from his vigilante life and shuts down the Batcave. We then jump ahead to the year 2039, where Gotham City, now known as Neo-Gotham in what is most likely a wink and a nod to Akira, has become a cyberpunk super city, flying vehicles and all. An elderly Bruce Wayne remains in isolation, having sequestered himself away in Wayne Manor, unaware that Neo-Gotham is succumbing to a brutal crime wave at the hands of a gang called the Jokers. 16-year-old Terry McGinnis is on the run from the gang when he stumbles upon the defunct Batcave. One thing leads to another, and Terry ends up donning a new and improved Batsuit, with Bruce Wayne acting as a mentor. Most of the original Batman character roster is absent, as they are dead, retired, incarcerated, etc., so Terry's Batman has a new rogues gallery to deal with, though there are still some nods to the past like Mr. Freeze, Raz al Ghul, and in the feature film, the Joker himself. Over the course of the series, we see Terry adapting to the mantle of the Bat while dealing with the chaos and craziness of teenage life, while Bruce Wayne comes to terms with his legacy and the ghosts of his past. Pretty heavy stuff for a cartoon. So how did we end up with a futuristic Batman, and was the world ready for a non-Bruce Bat? Batman Beyond was created at the behest of Warner Brothers' head of programming, Jamie Kellner, who brought in the crew of the new Batman Adventures and told them that while their animated series was doing well, they needed something a little younger, more specifically, a teenage Batman. The crew understandably freaked out, as Batman traditionally doesn't become Batman until he's already an adult. The crew thought about straight-up quitting until they developed the idea of a futuristic Batman. It was the best of both worlds. You still have the Kevin Conroy-voiced Bruce Wayne, but now you have a teenage Batman at the center of the story. And placing it in the future lets you play a little more fast and loose with the world, as you're not as bound by the continuity of the multiple other animated series. Originally, the show was called Batman Tomorrow, until they realized how confusing the advertising is when you say, watch Batman Tomorrow. So Batman Beyond was brought to life, or Batman of the Future, as it's called in other countries. The show had a bit of a slow start because people didn't really know what to make of it at first. You have old Bruce Wayne, a new cyberpunk Batman with new abilities, new villains, and the show was pretty dark. This was not your father's Batman cartoon. It was even more evident in the Return of the Joker feature film, where the Joker straight up murders one of his henchmen on screen. That scene actually ended up getting re-edited so that instead of the henchman getting shot in the chest, he just gets gassed. So we can pretend maybe he's okay? Over time, the show found its audience, though, and ended up proving Jamie Kellner right in that it resonated well with teenage audiences, but also started to get recognized for its quality storytelling and the bold chances it was taking. 
It was nominated for four Emmy Awards and five Annie Awards, winning two. It spanned three seasons and the Joker movie, with a fourth season and second movie planned, but ultimately scrapped in favor of focusing more on the Justice League animated series. But that doesn't mean Terry McGinnis' time in the cowl is over, as the character still appears in other animated series, video games, and comics, even showing up in the recent White Knights saga. There have been a few attempts at bringing the story to film, but none have been successful yet. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.